Hello, and welcome to Rush Tactics, Episode 8, the one where we're looking out for the little guy. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and as always, I'm joined today by my co-host, Greg. I know noobs because I am one, Henniger. I noob, therefore I am. <laughs> uh, less wise words have never been spoken, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. Each week, we try out a new tactic, strategy, or build order in Empires Online, Age of Empires Online, and we so share... You're, you're a noob right now. I am. I am a noob. remember the name of the game. That is a fact. <laughs> but this week, Greg, we're doing more than that. This week, we're kicking off a celebration, a brand new holiday dedicated to helping new players be less new and more old and, and wiser. Greg, you got to help me out here, buddy. Uh, I'm, I'm drowning. It is... Noob November, everybody. Ooh. It's time to share our noobish knowledge with all the other noobs out there. Uh, we've had a lot of um, people ask us, you know, what 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 are some things that maybe new players might need to know right off the bat? And so we are here. Phrase that, Greg. You made it sound like they're trying to trick us. Like they write in saying, "Hey, I'm not a noob, but what would new players need to know?" I'm asking for, for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have this friend of mine, and he keeps dying on the first quest. Uh, what should he do? What? Uh, I mean, I really know what to do, but uh, maybe you should help me tell him what to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's what all—that's what Noob November is all about. And so here we're kicking it off with our uh, episode one of Noob November, which yeah. is actually episode eight of Rush yeah. Tactics. <laughs> episode one of episode eight. All right. <laughs> part. Part A, point yeah. one. And so we know some of you are more visual learners than audio learners. Um, so we're also putting together a quick live stream video of what we talk about today. Specifically, we go into really in-depth of, hey, what's your favorite Age of Empires 2 Civ? And then helping you pick an Age of Empires Online Civ because of that. Um, we go through all 18 civs, Greg. It was no small feat. It's almost an hour long. It's pretty awesome, though. I mean, it, was, yeah, it, it wasn't quick, but it was thorough. Yeah, it was. And we go into other stuff, too, that help you kind of figure out which Civ is right for you. Um, that'll all be up on our website as well with a full text walkthrough and fancy links, uh, gamediplomat.com. All right, Greg, let's get into it. What do you say? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, this week we're tackling the most basic questions a new player will have. I'm going to run through these. What makes Age of Empires Online different from previous Age of Empires games? Two, what civilization should I play? Three, how should I set up my capital city? And four, what quest should I do first? Do all valid questions. All right. Do you have all those questions in your mind right now, Greg? They are circling my mind. All right. Circling like sharks, ready to prey on your feeble brain. <laughs> that was a little harsh. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> – that crossed a line, Greg. My uh, feeble brain? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sure our friendship can recover from that. I hope it can. That was a I'm little – I'm ending the call right now. I'm sorry. All right, that's Bye. cool. I already have your show notes, so I'm just going to carry on without you. I'll try and do my best Greg impression. Hi, I'm Greg. I'm going to talk about the – I have a feeble brain. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. All right, so set up this week. The only thing you need this week is to be a noob. We are here to help you. So, Greg, what yes. does Age of Empires Online change from earlier Age of Empire games? Uh, well, I know one that's not here in the show notes uh, is is the art style. Oh, the art style is a uh, it's more reminiscent of Age of Mythology, mm -hmm. um, but really 
really brings a, a fresh look at, at Age of Empires. It's obviously the first thing that you notice right away the moment you jump into it. Um, yeah. is, this is not Age of Empires 3 um, or even 2 where it had a very realistic look. Um, but I, I love it. I love the look. Yeah, and I'm going to – warning, I'm going to make a lot of blanket statements this podcast. Greg, I've heard a lot of new players um, complain about that art style. Some people love it. Some I know a couple people of my friends, like, they play Call of Duty. They want the hyper-realistic stuff. You know, they're kind of bothered by it. So the thing I want all new players to know about that is you can change the appearance of your units. So the first time you load into a game, your villagers are going to look pretty bland. Like, they're just wearing tunics, basically. Um, but vanity items, you can get them hats, you can get them new gloves, you can get them, like, a new appearance. You can make your units kind of look however you want to. Um, that's the one thing I think new players should know about uh, the art style, Greg. Mm-hmm. All right. I totally the, agree with that. Yeah. All right. The thing I was going to say, um, my first thing is Empire Points. Because this is kind of a brand new concept for Age of Empire games. Um, because it's a free-to-play game you earn Empire Points in the game by playing it, and you can also buy them for cash, and it's what you use to buy everything in the game. Uh, the icon's going to be in the top right. It looks like a blue circle with a crown in it. Um, and these are used to buy civilizations. They're used to buy boosters, buy those vanity excuse me, those vanity items we were talking about. Um, don't be scared by them as a new player. Don't feel compelled to buy them. The game is going to try and kind of pressure you into buying them early. Take your time, you know, Investing money in a free-to-play game is a tricky relationship, um, so just kind of take your time, wait until you're, you feel comfortable with it, and then step into it confidently. Yeah, it's like kissing a girl for the first time. Exactly. You just you don't, don't want to go around. Yeah. You don't want to rush into it. It just no. makes things awkward. Yeah. Feel it out and uh, spend those empire points wisely. There we go. All right, Greg, what else? What makes it different? Um, well, there's a... Uh, there's a lot of things that make it different, but one, another thing that jumps out right away is is gear. You can gear up your units individually, and there is tons and tons of gear to be had. Uh, there's gear that you know changes their um, their not spawn time, but their training time. There's gear that improves you know very specific things like. Uh, uh, snare better. resistance is there, the one that yeah. always gets me. Like snare what? resistance, yeah. So there's all these there's all these little things that you can really gear up your units to further your playstyle, and that's something that was never in um, any of the original Age of Empires. Yeah, it's also a little disorienting for new players at first because if you're a level one Civ and you're going up against someone that's a level forty Civ, if you send spearmen at each other, their spearmen are always going to win. Like mm-hmm. it's not an even playing field. Um, they do have a champion mode, PvP, in Age of Empires Online, where everything is static, where gear doesn't matter, your level doesn't matter, everything is even on the table, and and that mode is actually balanced separately from the rest of the game as well to make sure it's uh, even between all the civilizations. So the people complaining about gear, because that's another complaint, the art and the gear were the two things that I heard the most complaints about. I would say, you know, it's okay, just jump into champion PvP, and it's going to be all right. Because I, frankly, I love, Greg, that feeling of progression, <laughs> that I can just, that I can, you know, get better swords for my guys, and they change appearances I'm playing through my these quests. I'm staring at the same soldiers for months at a time. I like that they get new weapons. Definitely. I, yeah, the change of appearance is awesome. And every time you, you know, put a new piece of gear on something, you want to see what it looks like right yeah. away, you know? 
Oh, and it's so cool when it's like when it's that perfect look that you didn't even know you wanted. It's just such mm-hmm. a good feeling. I remember like the first week that we played, we were both playing Greeks. We were both playing with a lot of those infantry that have two uh, swords and a shield. Mm-hmm. And we kept every time we'd meet up, we'd play maybe once uh, once a day or so, and we'd play in between. Like you'd be like, "Oh, check out these cool black swords I got on my guys," and I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But check out this surfboard shield I got on mine, and we're showing off and stuff. It's just such a cool. It's a cool addition. Yeah, I love it. All right, another thing that kind of ties into that: you level your civs individually. This is also new. So your civ starts as level one. If you buy a pro civ, you start at level twenty. As you level up, you basically unlock tech. Um, and so by the time you're level 40, you're going to have all the technology of the Civ, basically the full Civ that you'd expect in, a, in other Age of Empires games. But these you have to unlock eight gradually, and you level each one individually, so you have to invest time in each one you want to play. And milestones, too. That's that's a new thing. Oh, yeah. What are milestones, Greg? My, milestones are, I you know, I can't tell you exactly the levels you get them at, but it's pretty, okay, maybe I can. I can. It's 1, 10, 20, 30, and 40. Well, look at you, la di da. I'm Joshua, <laughs> not a noob. This is for noobs, Josh. I know. Uh, sorry, so, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so milestones are basically at those levels that Josh said. Um, you, they give you a choice. Uh, you choose between two different things, um, and That's you know that's so nerve wracking. Yeah, because these are permanent decisions. Um, so, like in the first one, they give you a a choice of you know decreased house cost by twenty percent or um, you know, infantry train it, you know, five percent faster or something like that. Yeah. And so you have to make a decision, and that decision is going to get locked in place with that civilization. But yeah, and I, the, I like that. I like that those those decisions. Uh, they make they make everything a little more unique. You know, you're too. you'd be playing against somebody that maybe made a different choice, or um, not everybody is going to be exactly the same, but. It it'll give gives you another way to really make your army the way you want to play it. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so last one, Greg. There are not as many civs. Let's just flat out admit it. Age of Empires Online now has six civilizations. Age of Empires Two, with its expansion, had eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not as many civilizations, but a lot of them, half of them have unique campaigns to play through, which is pretty cool. Custom tailored to that civilization. Whereas before, you played through the campaign and they kind of let you play as whatever civ it was in each mission. This you get to play through it with kind of whichever one you want, which I think is cool. Right, right. All right. So we've we've kind of asked that, what's the changes from earlier AoE games? And now you're, you know, faced with the, what civ should I play? And there's tough. a couple of different things. Yeah, there's a couple of different things that we can help you make that choice. Um, so, Josh, question right off the bat, do you like to try out your Civ or buy and go all in? I, I don't like spending money, Greg, let's be honest. I want to try before I buy. Okay, so what's a good way to try before you buy? You definitely want to go with the premium civs. These are the Greeks, the Egyptians, and the Celts, if you're like me. You start at level one. It's free. You can play through the whole thing for no money. You pay money at the end, basically, if you want to equip the best gear, the epic gear, and if you want to play them in uh, competitive PvP, then you have to pay money. Um, But you can play through the whole campaign. You learn units gradually as well. And there's a lot more story because they have a full campaign. Um, If you're not like me and you just want to go all in, you want to be the best, you have no patience... 
you want a pro civ. Those are the Persians, the Babylonians, and the Norse. Um, those, you start at level 20 with all your tech unlocked. Uh, so you get to skip all the early levels, skip the boring tutorial, all that sort of stuff, and you start with decent gear. So, bam, there you have it, Greg. Greg. Yes. What kind of quests are you looking for in a civilization? Well, there's all different kinds of quests, but if you're looking for, you know, the easier, more basic quests, um, you're going to go with the Greeks. And that's a lot of hand-holding, teaching you new units, use your spearmen for the first, like, three or four levels. Yeah. Uh, and you're basically seeing only spearmen throughout those. And then you, you know, you can move on to the Egyptians. Um, they've got, uh, they've got some simple quests as well. Not, not as easy. And, uh, I don't want to say dumbed down as the Greeks, but, uh, they start to add new elements. Yeah. They have a cool, like, uh, ra- a couple racing missions. Which yeah. They've fun. got a, a camel race, uh, which is a fun one. They, like, one out of every ten kind of breaks the mold and it's, it's good. Um, but then you want to get into some really complex and interesting ones. And the Celts were uh, the first Civ, really, that came out um, of the gate with uh, – they came after the Persians. So the Persians were a pro-civilization. But then Celts came after that, and the Celts really brought to the table some really interesting and thinking-outside-the-box uh, kind of quests. And, you know, things like Alpine Adventure, which we covered before. Um, but, yeah, what, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I th- I think you're absolutely right. I think if you want to go even further than the Celts, which I agree have the best and most complex campaign, I think if you want to go fully out of the box, you need to get their newer stuff because the developers have been really good about just getting better every single time they release stuff. But their newer stuff are released as separate map packs. So the new civs don't have campaigns with them. You buy the map pack separately. Um, Northern Invasion, which is the uh, Norse-themed one, is really awesome, and the Fertile Crescent, which is the Babylonian one, is also really cool. Greg, you've played the Northern Invasion one more than I have. What's the coolest mission there? Um, I haven't completed it all the way yet, but there there's a really neat mission. Um, it's more of a game a game type that I haven't found in any of the other ones. It's it's a point capture system. So there are these capture points all over the map, and the longer you hold those, the more points you get. And you have a hero unit. Your enemy has a hero unit. And those are the only units that can hold uh, or at least capture the points. And so it's kind of a very uh, battlefield-like scenario where you have a certain amount of points you need to get to to win, and you and another guy are basically fighting to capture these points uh, and hold off the other points. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's a really outside-the-box, um, but works perfect for an RTS like this. That's awesome. All right, Greg, so more so than quests, I think a lot of people want to know kind of like, I'm an infantry guy, I'm an archery guy, I like priests, you know, what civ should I play? Um, Pretty straightforward, I'm just going to tell you, this is the way it is. This is the Josh and Greg judgment right here. If you like infantry, you need to play Celts and Norse. They flat out have the best infantry. Um, They're a little weak in the other areas, but their infantry is top notch. If you like archers, you need to go Persian or Greeks. Greeks have uh, gastrophides or something, basically huge crossbow dudes that can be upgraded just to be Gatling guns, I think is how you described them earlier, Greg. Um, Yeah. I think that's, that's spot on. And Persians get immortals, which are archery units that convert, that they can basically pull out a sword and fight. Uh, hand-to-hand as well. Um, But that unit lets them build all archers and just swarm. If you like priests or cavalry, you have to go priests. Um, Or, sorry, you have to go (laughs) Egypt. 
they get three different types of priests, including one that empowers buildings, one that incites chaos, and one that converts in AOE circles. And they also get the best unit in Age of Empires history, elephants. Um, and so I think if you like cavalry or priests, you have to go them. Yeah, definitely. So another question that you need to ask yourself is, what's your play style? Do you like to turtle up, or do you like to jump out of the gates early? And so t- my my personal play style is definitely turtling. Um, I'm a very fearful, very fearful person. <laughs> I like to build, you know, some walls and hang out behind behind those walls. You know, I, I really want to research everything I can before I fight the enemy. Yeah. And so the Babylonians are a great civilization for that. Um, they have all sorts of um, uh, units and buildings that that you know emphasize the turtling. You can get you can get walls and gates up really quickly. Um, the hanging gardens uh, really help you progress through the ages as you sit you know safely behind your walls. And then so late in the game, you are really pumping out those uh, those strong units. Um, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I th- I think you're absolutely right. The Babylonians are so good at that, and that's all I want to do. Um, I, too, am a fearful individual. I frankly just hope that my opponent quits before they come to fight me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think if, if you want to rush, the Norse is the way to go. They have so much harass with those dogs. They get dogs um, at, at age two. You build a watchtower. Um, and those dogs can just be pumped up and sent to just harass villagers. They get raiders, units that are designed, their sole purpose is to kill villagers. Like, that is a rush. Your scouts can build buildings. Your uh, All of your infantry can build barracks. They can build archery ranges. They can build stables. They can build any military building out in the future. It's just, it's crazy. Nice. All right, so Greg. The last question we have, what is what was your favorite civilization in Age of Empires 2? I think this is key. I'm going to try something a little different here, Greg. I'm going to tell you a pack of Age of Empires 2 civs, and you're going to tell me which civilization you think I've paired them up with in Age of Empires Online. Does that make sense? I'm crossing my fingers. All right. (laughs) So, Because I think I've figured out kind of, all right, you've played X. I think you should play Y. All right. I'm going to give you an easy one early on. Goths, Huns, and Vikings. Mm Hmm. Okay. So you know that's that's you know kind of a fast rush uh, with the Huns. Goss got some really good fast infantry. Vikings with their boats, uh, decent archers. You know that that's got Norse written all over it. Jumping out there, harassing, pushing forward. Yeah. It does, yeah. Just harass, harass, harass. Also, all three are really strong infantry, um, mm-hmm. which Norse have in spades. Greg spades. I love spades. They'll hit you with their spades. <laughs> All right, here's a, this one's a little more tricky. Mongols, Persians, and Saracens. This is not as tricky as you would think because <laughs> Mongols, Persians, and Saracens have one thing in common, uh, a very great cavalry uh, situation going on with the Persians with their elephants the Mongols have awesome cavalry, and the Saracens have some wonderful camels, which is going to lead me right to my answer of Egyptians. Curse you, Gregory. I thought I had you that time. <laughs> All right. Well, you're right. Yeah, and, and the elephants are just so key. The camels, elephants. That, actually, yeah, in hindsight, that was a pretty easy one. How about this one? This one's going to throw you for a loop, Greg. Okay. Take this. Japanese, Spanish, Turks, Britain, 
and Mayans. That's a whole lot of gr- groups right there, buddy. You sure you don't want to throw any more into there? No, no, I'm good. If, All right. if you want, I'll throw in one just to mess you up. Goths again. Goths again. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that was about five five different sieves rolled up into one. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the key to this answer because there's one sieve that is incredibly versatile, um, albeit a little bland because of its versatility. Uh, vers- versatility? Versatility. Yeah. I'm going Versa with that. Versatility. <laughs> so they're... Yeah, okay, Japanese, Spanish. Hmm. Turks have a really gate uh really gate, really late game offense. They do. And you know who else has a really late game offense? The, the Greeks. Ah, uh, the, the Greeks. Greeks. Greg, you're on a roll, dude. Is this three, Did I get that three one? now? Yeah. That was I mean, it. Right. Yeah, and you totally you nailed it right when you started. The Greeks were kind of my catch-all sieve, like mm-hmm. like Japanese fishing and infantry. That was like their two big strengths. I didn't really know where to put them, so I tossed them in Greek. Mayans, archers and resources, because uh, there isn't really a strong archer sieve yet in Age of Empires Online. Not but, yet. You know, Greeks do have one cool archer, so toss them in there. All right, mm-hmm. all right, you got that. Let's see. I've got three more for you, Greg. Okay. Uh, this one. It's going to be easy, so I'm just going to get it out of the way. The Aztec and the Celts. <laughs> uh, that would be the Egyptians again. <laughs> Curses! It was a trick question, and you still got it right. <laughs> no, that's the Celts got it written all over it. Uh, they didn't from the Celts from Age of Empires two to the Celts of Age of Empires Online. Um, they didn't make too many changes, and the Celts were my favorite back in Age of Empires two. Um, so I really appreciated the fact that they didn't, you know, didn't break what wasn't, uh, didn't, well, didn't fix what wasn't broken, I guess what I would say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Celts. All right, two more, Greg. I'm going to get you one of these times. You can't get them both right. So for those counting at home, we have two sieves left. Actually, I'm not going to say them in case you forget. Um, all right, Greg. Byzantines, Chinese, Teutons. Fig Teutons. Fig Teutons. Um, oh, you kind of kind of getting me on this one. Let me think about the strengths of each. Byzantines. They're definitely big building people, and they had, they had some really. They 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 yeah they're all about the buildings. They had really strong counters as well. Um, the Teutons had had a uh, had a lot of. Uh, economy and building styles, which makes me think of the Hanging Gardens, but I could be wrong because the Persians are out there too. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Persians. You fool, Greg. Yes, Greg is a noob. My initial, my nickname for you was Justified. No. Okay, <laughs> I lose one point. <laughs> Process yeah. of elimination. I get to the next one. Yeah, you should have you should have gone with your gut, Greg. It was the Babylonians. Buildings, yeah. counters, science, economy. That is all Babylonians. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, Greg, if you hadn't gotten that one right, oh wait, of course you would have gotten the last one right. Process yeah, of I think, elimination. I, <laughs> I think the Persians were the hardest to nail down. Um, the Franks and the Koreans. Frankly, because I don't remember the Koreans at all. I don't think I ever actually played as them. Frankly, the Franks were pretty great. They were pretty great. All right. We nailed that. 
Greg, you did good. Well Thank done. You. You're deified, just like <laughs> everyone else listening. Hooray. All right. Well, the, an- another important thing is how to set up your capital city. Everyone's kind of tasked with that right away. Like, do I set it up to make it look as pretty as possible? Do I set it up for efficiency? Um, So right off the bat, you know, appearance, you're going to set it up the way you think looks coolest. And I've seen a lot of really awesome capital cities that have blown me away with, like, I never even thought of that kind of moment. (laughs) Yeah. One thing to specify here is the terrain you get in your capital city is randomized when you make your – uh, civilization. So mm-hmm. if you don't like it, delete it immediately and make a new one and keep doing that until you get it back. But once every time you do that, you're going to lose all your progress. So you have to find one you like and then stick with it. Right. Um, I definitely recommend that. Also, don't spend too much time on your appearance early on because as you play the game, one of the great things is, is you get statues, you get cool new buildings to build in your city, you get sh- new shops and stuff. So you're going to change your appearance over time. So don't get too set on it. Right. I like to uh, maximize my efficiency by putting, you know, things like shops and crafting um, all in one area. Like, crafting is all the way off to the left, and, you know, I'll have all my workshops in one area. And then, you know, things like that, just so I can go to one area of the map, you know, get all of my consumables, and then move to the next area of the map where, you know, I'll have my crafting recipes in my workshops and start using those and then move on to the next area of my town. Yeah. If they're if they're willy nilly all over the place, you're going to lose track of them. Because uh, late game, you're going to have a lot of uh, buildings in your in your city. Yeah, and frankly, it'll just get lost in the shuffle. Because some of them don't even have like special icons, and mm-hmm. so if they aren't grouped together, you're just going to lose them next to the behind a sweet statue of you, you know, being a god or whatever that you've built in your town. It's awesome. Exactly. The one thing I do is all the customization buildings, which are like your gear hall, your advisor hall, all the stuff that lets you customize your units and sieve, I like to keep all of those right in the middle so I can always find them. You can also find them in the interface, but there's something cool, I think, Greg, about like clicking on a building and getting the gear hall interface. It just yeah. feels better. I agree. All right. So last thing, Greg, um, this is one question we get a ton from people is what quest should I do early on? Because maybe they're having trouble, um, they're still trying to get used to the units, so they're having a tough time. What's a good, be- what do you think, Greg? What's your favorite kind of beginner quest that anyone can do? I really enjoy doing the neighborly defense, um, yeah. because those are just kind of fun and short, and, I mean, you can do them, what, they have a, a cool down of 12 hours or something like that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you get some good experience, and they're quick, which is what I love about, you know, beginner-level beginner, beginner level quests. Uh, good experience, good rewards, and they're, and they're quick. Yeah, and that one is super easy to pick up. Ne- there's a dude next to your mailbox that is just going to offer you a quest and say, hey, visit a friend's town, and I'll give you a quest. And you can visit anybody's town just by um, right-clicking their name in the chat box if, no, if you don't have any friends on your list and hit View Empire. And even if they aren't online, you can go to their capital city, and then the guy will be in there, and he'll say, hey, this town is under attack. Why don't you defend them? And you just get a quick, like, five-minute mission to just defeat invaders. Um, And that's really awesome. I like the Craftsman Rescue as well for beginners. Um, That's another one you get right away. Um, It's a repeatable 12-hour. And all you have to do is basically break through a few gates and a few towers and rescue craftsmen and bring them back. And the cool thing about this quest is not only do you get 
use um, of your units. You get to try try new strategies, try new units, see how they work. Um, but the reward is also a hundred of any crafting material. So it's really good early on if you're trying to like earn wood or earn earn stone blocks or something. Just get it that way. It's a great way to kind of start building up your city. Mm-hmm. Another one that I didn't really get into too much, but I really should have, was uh, just skirmishes versus AI. It gives you a good chance to, you know, learn those sieves and different strategies and things like that. And you, you get some really decent experience out of them. I think you leveled up way faster than I did in, like, two days just because you were doing skirmishes, and I was yeah. not. Yeah, it, it really was a big difference. And the cool thing about skirmishes that I like is the skirmishes in Age of Empires are exactly like the random map generators from Age of Empires 2, for those that don't know, uh, is when I was having a really tough time, and I can't remember, it was either Persia or Babylonians, one of them, I was having a really tough time. I just wasn't finding a strategy that I really liked. What I did, Greg, this is confession time. Confession. <laughs> um, I would set up a, a game versus AI where it was me and two AI versus one or two AI. And it's like, I'm guaranteed to win. Like, there's no way I can lose that. Um, and it just, it felt good. It kind of boosted my confidence again. I could try some crazy strategy. Like, I could try rushing with the Norse, and if I fail miserably, it's all right. Like, the game isn't going to kick me out. My, my allies will help me out. So I like, I like doing that. But the final thing I would recommend for people is the defense of Crete on easy. This is a really cool map. It's basically Last Stand. We, Greg and I attempted this a couple weeks ago, but we attempted on the hardest setting. You should play it on the easiest setting. Mm-hmm. And basically you get a couple towers up front and a wall, and a big base, or a big area to build a base in, and waves of units just come at you. Um, And it's really good at teaching you which units in your civilization counter units of other civilizations. Um, So it's really good, like, try building all shield bearers once and see how they do. Okay, so they're really good against the archers, but then they got shredded by the infantry, but they held their own against cavalry. Like, it's really good for learning your civ um, in that way. And on easy, you're guaranteed to win. You're going to get um, some cool materials. And the coolest thing, Greg, Defense of Crete, that map, builds some of the largest, cool-looking statues in the entire game, and very few people um, play through enough defensive creep maps to actually get them, so it's still mm-hmm. pretty rare and unique. It's it's one of my favorite ways to kind of show off my sieve. Nice, nice. That's good. I like it. All right. I'm feeling ready already. Woo! Me too, Greg. Um, so I hope you guys are too listening. Um, if you've been waiting to jump into Age of Empires Online, or if you're still new and tentative, I hope this helps you out. Uh, d- feel free to try a new civilization. Um, there's no penalty for just trying the other civilizations uh, if you he- liked what you heard today about one of them. Um, thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtacticsatoutlook.com. You can visit our website at gamediplomat.com for full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs of the strategies we discuss, and videos of us putting them into practice. You can also talk with us on Twitter. I am at Jay Augustine. And I am at Greg Henniger. And we'd also love to team up with you in game, especially if you're a new player. Um, Greg and I are both noobs at heart, and we would love to team up with you and just have some fun. Both of us like to play low-level stuff and help out. Yeah, definitely. Um, So add us to your friends list on there. You can also come visit our town and do the neighborly defense, which is cool because it also sends, like, 20 coin to us when you do it. Um, I am the game diplomat. And I am dev117. Don't go to Josh's town. Come to my town. (laughs) as always please let us know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see in the future thanks and we'll see you next week see ya
Hello and welcome oh, to Rust. Oh, sorry. <laughs>